Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everyone, Katie and I just wanted to pop on here quick and first off just say thank you so much for supporting us and listening to us. If you're listening on Spotify, please make sure that you're following us. You can do that by going to our show page and hitting the green follow button. That way our new episodes will always show up on your homepage so you never miss a new episode. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure that you're subscribed over there and while you're there, leave us a rating and review. And you can also check out all of our episodes on our YouTube channel and you can also catch our exclusive video only pre show there. Make sure that you're subscribed to that channel and that you hit the notification bell so you get notified whenever new episodes go up every single week. Thank you guys again so much for supporting Popcorn Chats and Katie and I. We appreciate each and every one of you more than you know. Buckle up because it's gonna be a long ride. It's gonna be a wild ride. Nobody cares but we're gonna tell you anyways. This is Popcorn Chats. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Popcorn Chats. I'm Katie. And I'm McKay. And this week, we are covering a new film. Another three, almost three hour long film. I can't with a three hour. Me It's me literally too. pushing me off the edge. Yeah. Like, I have a pinky left on the edge. <laughs> and one more three hour movie is just going to send me failing, flailing into the, the abyss. I can't <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. Oh, we can get into it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're talking about House of Gucci with McKay's man. And woman. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. And directed by Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. And we've been highly, highly, highly anticipating this film for a few months now. Yes, that is a thing. We both get a fucking. She tagged us in something. We both got an <laughs> Instagram notification at the same time. Oh, November, you were good to be. Which picture is it? Is the one from Halloween? Oh, the balls. <laughs> I'm living. Okay, but I can't like it yet because I would be the first person to like it, so I'm gonna wait. <laughs> I'll go back later. <laughs> Anyways, yes, we've been highly anticipating. What I do need my notes. We're on here. <laughs> we've been highly anticipating this film for a few months now, and we saw it not together. Unfortunately, our plans were to see it together, and then Katie had a little oopsie moment. My bad. I thought that this. I didn't think this was gonna be a three hour long movie, but my fucking bad for assuming that movies are two hours. Well, and I saw it and I calculated it, and it didn't come out till one o'clock. <laughs> In my brain. <laughs> I was thinking like you'd have like 45 minutes. <laughs> no. I was thinking you were gonna have time. <laughs> I was like two hours and 15 minutes max and then I'll just like rush on to work. But then the night before I was having anxiety and I looked it up and I was like fuck me. It's literally, of course, almost three hours long. So then we had to cancel our plans. I had to go see it last night. Here's the thing. For me, I don't do well without having water for an extended period of time. My emotional support water bottle. I have to pee like every five minutes. So mm-hmm. two hours plus is a long haul for me. Did you not get a water or take in a water? No. Mm. They had free sodas at the matinee. Oh. So I got a free soda. I know. I really wanted to go to the matinee too because it was 10 million times cheaper. My parents are there right now. Oh, actually, their movie. Oh, no, their movie's at five. And they're getting, like, dinner and everything. And I'm like, oh, that is my ideal night. I used to love when they had the restaurant and you could go in and order from the menu. Like, yes, it's pricey, but the food was, one, good. Mm -hmm. And, two, just such an experience. Yeah. So, one time I got food during the San Andreas movie with The Rock. 
Gar- garbage movie. But it was great because I could eat and not worry about being too loud for other people. And then I got food. And why I can't remember what movie it was, but it was like the quietest fucking movie. And then I felt like I couldn't even chew yeah. without people hearing me. Oh, wow. So they don't have the restaurant open there anymore? I don't think so. I think you can only order from, like, the counter. But, yeah, that is a long time if you don't have anything to eat or drink. Well, let's do check-in first, and then I'll say something. (laughs) Okay, how are you doing? I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I put in my two weeks at my job, so. Yay. I'm sorry about those crumbs. I don't know where they came from. No, I don't. I wanted to make sure they weren't scratches. Because my table, like, scratches really easily, which is why I was like, I need to get a tablecloth. The kitties will not with a tablecloth. Yeah, no, I think those crumbs are from my backpack. No, that's okay. I need a new backpack. I just don't. I want to make sure that it wasn't something that I did or that the kitties did. But yeah, I'm fine. I, I I'm just turbulent. That's the best way to describe it. As usual, I think I'm gonna get a turbulent tat, <laughs> a tattoo that says "Forever Turbs." Turb. <laughs> Forever Turbs. Wow, I don't support that. But yeah, I'm just happy to have put in my two weeks at my toxic ass place of work, and we're moving up in the world and moving on to big and better things. You so. know, what would be cool is if you got turbulent, but you got it in like. A wave. Yeah. That's on point. With like a little shaky plane. Yeah. Where it looks like the person doing it was like slightly buzzed or over caffeinated. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? Not well, bitch. <laughs> uh, um, share. Tell us. No, I was trying to think of this sound because it was on TikTok that someone was like, how have they never done this before? And I don't remember like what the first part of the sound was, but then it's cutting in with Dorinda from Real Housewives of New York. Not well, bitch. <laughs> it's like, thank you. I feel seen. Um, I don't know. I'm just having a lot of mental breakdowns. Um, I was very anxious traveling for Thanksgiving. I literally don't know why, but mm. for no reason I was like anxious. And then I was like panic texting Katie being like, can you close my blinds? I don't know why that was like sending me into a spiral when we were just trying to eat, when I was trying to eat a fucking dinner roll but it was um and I'm just sad and I don't like anything in my life except for my cats and Katie so <laughs> that's a pretty short list yeah I'm sorry that's okay I think also the fact that the sun is just peacing out at four is not helping anyone no it's not helping and like yeah that's boss no <laughs> Just give me a second. <laughs> Why? It is so funny. I don't know. <laughs> but if you can't laugh, then you'll cry. Or you'll do both. Okay. <laughs> Reminder, be a bad bitch. <laughs> worked onto my clothing okay (laughs) i don't have notes wow (laughs) okay quiet on the set quiet on the set kitties i was gonna break my silence about something okay you go ahead (laughs) i kind of have a crush on adam driver now (gasps) i mean okay no i wouldn't go that far but i would just like to say i found him attractive and he was my stand-up star in this film (gasps) 
Oh my god. Okay, I can't wait to get into that. I can't wait to unpack that statement. Because I also saw a TikTok of someone, and she's like, I would like to formally apologize to all the Adam Driver simps. And she was like, I made fun of you. I ridiculed you. And I didn't get it. And then I saw this. And I understand. And I'm like, thank you. I do feel that sentiment. Not that I need a validation from anyone else on my love for him. I've been on this island for a long time. And it's been a lonely journey. But yeah. now people are seeing the light. Yeah. So thank you. I'm sorry it took that long for people to hop on board. I mean, mm -hmm. I never denied that he was talented, but I think... No, but you you did. You did not like him in Marriage Story. Yeah. Well, I think I don't like it when actors just raise their voice a lot and then people are like, they're, they're brilliant. Like, I don't think that that's his best role. I really like him in um, Black Klansman. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why I liked him so much in this role too is because the character is so multifaceted, but on the surface level, very monofaceted. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way to say that, but like mm -hmm. he was just this very um, quiet, submissive, seemingly person. Mm -hmm. I just thought he thrived in this role. Like mm -hmm. this was perfect, a perfect casting for him. Plus the style, babe. Like the fashion. Get the fuck out. He was working it. He was. In every shot. The hair. I loved the the hair evolution. Especially the first and last scene. I'm getting way ahead. Mm -hmm. But with his like subtle bleach gray. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah. I loved the beginning starting there and then the return to that at the end. Yes. And I, I loved his short hair too. Sorry, no, that's okay. I want to talk about the opening, but I do want to talk about his hair more because <laughs> his hair has been on a journey ever since I've been with this man. His hair has had a journey and we really had a journey in this movie with his hair. But the opening, I love a narrated open. I feel like not a lot of people do or like film people don't love a narrated opening because it's telling. But I think in this, like I loved it. I love Lady Gaga talking over the scene of Adam Driver outside of this little coffee shop. And then we get a little glimpse that something sinister is coming. So in case if you live under a rock and you don't know, my dad didn't know anything about the Gucci family. Like he had no clue. He didn't know that, well one, he didn't know that Lady Gaga was an actress. And I'm like, you literally watched A Star Is Born. We watched it together. And then he didn't know about Patricia at all, like hiring a hitman to kill her husband. Like he didn't know any of that. So I guess if you're like my dad um, and you didn't know the story, right off the bat, you're getting vibes that were headed, Jesus, that were headed to a bad place. Yeah. Which I liked. And then so much happens. And also it's a long ass fucking movie. So that when you return mm -hmm. to that, you're like, oh shit. I don't know what's coming. Plus, like, we have that little scene with Lady Gaga and the two hitmen. And she's like, who does what? Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene with the hitman. Mm -hmm. And Samuel Hayek was such a surprise. I didn't know she was in this. I know. And her character was very inter interesting to me. Yeah. And I won't, I mean, I guess that. Was that true? Like, I don't know. It was, it was mm -hmm. that she, like. It was her psych psychiatrist or, like, uh, psychic that she had, like, and then that she tried to pin it on and say that that was, oh, like. Oh, Pina. Yeah. I don't know if, like, that, if the name, although I assume so, because actually at the end of the movie it said, like, Pina's mm -hmm. sentence. So, yeah, I guess that was her real name. She said that she was the one who, like, gave her the idea when, like, mm -hmm. very clearly we're watching it. And it's, like, I don't think she did that, but. Mm -hmm. Patricia, she you have your own. Like, I know <laughs> 
I know a guy. Mm-hmm. Which that's not giving you the idea. That's just giving you the name of the person to fulfill your idea. Yeah. Or to act out your idea. Yeah. It's like she was looking for that extra validation. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, before we jump in, I guess we probably should do standout star, standout scene. That was kind of my only like opening note. Yeah, I would say Adam Driver was my standout star, Mauricio. Mm-hmm. Just because like you're kind of along for the ride and thinking like, oh, he's being manipulated and used by Patricia and like his whole family. Like he's just kind of a pawn. But then I don't know. Like we're so focused on everyone else and kind of the game surrounding him that we don't really realize the moment that he sinks into the game and Mm -hmm. starts playing for himself because I was somewhat blindsided like at the ski trip when he was like Mm. just being so cold to Lady Gaga and I was like oh shit some stuff has changed and I felt just as blindsided as she did Uh and I think that is a testament to her acting and his acting and really I just felt very immersed in the story at Mm -hmm. that point which was important because once again two hours and 30 five minutes is a long fucking time and i need to be intrigued so moving forward hollywood you get two hours you get 120 minutes unless you are the last movie in like a franchise and you're like wrapping up years worth of storylines then you get two and a half if you uh i don't want to see another movie over two hours king richard being two hours and like 43 minutes as well why that's the only reason i haven't watched it yet because i cannot fathom sitting through another three hour long movie that's the thing. It's like, what? it's a little pretentious. Like, why do you think that we're going to sit through this? Yeah. Like, there is really nothing that interesting that I'm going to sit through that long. To and watch. especially for, like, a standalone movie. Right. It's, if you if it's in a franchise, like, okay, you have me peaked. Like, a Star Wars movie, those are, like, two and a half hours. And it's, like, that's fine for me because it's, like, I know this world and, like, I'm dedicated to this world. And I'm it's not a dedica- world with a yeah. huge, like, bunch of characters. Yeah. Past, present, future. Yeah. I'm not dedicated to, like, two people. Like, fucking dude. Right. <laughs> The more I think about Dune, the angrier I get. That movie was mm-hmm. not it. That's one where I, like, reflect back and I'm like, I don't like it. Like, now that I've sat on it, it's like, okay, I didn't like that. I would not watch again. Mm-mm. And maybe we're just not the target audience. I don't think we are. And that's okay. But, yeah. I just think, get the fuck over yourself. Like, you don't need to make this long of a movie. Mm-hmm. Not every part of this is integral to telling mm-hmm. the story. Yeah, there were a lot of scenes that could have been cut in here. Yeah. Um, Who's your standout star? I mean, I feel like it's obvious that it's Adam Driver because he steals my attention in literally anything that he's in. Mm -hmm. But also, I do think that he was just absolutely phenomenal in this. And if the Oscars don't give him his Oscar, it's on site for Mm -hmm. all of the Academy members. I don't want this to turn into another Leonardo DiCaprio situation where my man gets snubbed and snubs and snubbed. And then he wins for like a mediocre role because they're just trying to give him an Oscar. Yeah. Agreed with that. Also, the fact that he's, like, one of the only ones in, like, this starry lineup that doesn't have an Oscar is kind of fucking ridiculous to me. Yeah. But Lady Gaga was incredible in this. And even though, like, as we've talked about, I do think Kristen Stewart is going to win Best Actress, I think I might, like, prefer Lady Gaga's performance. Like, I think both performances were incredible. I think Lady Gaga was more entertaining to watch. But I feel like Kristen Stewart was just so incredible in that role. And that role was, like, written for an Oscar. So I feel like she's going to win still. But I feel like... Like Lady Gaga should get that nomination. And get I'd that be shocked if she doesn't get nominated. Because she was great. And she's kind of like the heart of the film, too. Like, you're following this villainess and her... Yeah, femme fatale. Yeah, and her power-hungry way of moving through life, mm-hmm. which, I mean, she's a bad person. But we kind of got to stand a woman who's, like, making her moves. 
Right. To, like, up her game. She had the mind, the business mind, and she... She knew she was smarter than what she was getting credit for. Yeah, and she was just trying to utilize her gifts in a world where women weren't necessarily allowed to be taking Mm -hmm. the reins in situations like that. And, you know, her husband didn't have a mind for business. And the thing, too, is, like, she did love him. Mm-hmm. Despite her manipulative ways, I think at the beginning. Do you think at the end she still loved him? I mean, not when she like hired a hitman, but like when he on that ski trip. Do you think she genuinely still loved him, or do you think she just like loved the life that she had? Yeah, it might have been more like a possessive thing because she did say like, "Stay away from what's mine." Yeah, to that other lady. I don't even know if she ever like really did love him. Yeah, I mean, as soon as he, he said Gucci, her eyes like lit up and they stayed that way. Like, the rest of the film. That party scene was so good at the beginning, mostly because my man's awkward little string bean form out on the dance floor. I was when he was like, "I'll make you a drink." That was so cute. I know that was really cute, and I'm like, "You are you're literally a an heir of Gucci, and you're like behind the bar making this woman a drink." Like, stop. But I think it was just so clear in that moment when she heard his name. Like, you could see the switch in her face, mm-hmm. and that never stopped. And then you could see in her like pursuing him in that library or whatever, and he's like do you study here? And she's like, I don't even like reading. And then how she follows him out. And she's like, she's very persistent mm-hmm. in her pursuit of him while she went to the party with another man, which like, whatever. I mean, hop your ship when you have to hop your ship. But I think it was just very clear her intentions from the beginning. And I don't think that they were for love. I do think that it was always for a name and like mm-hmm. that she loved what he brought to the table. And I do think she probably cared about him, but I don't think she like ever truly loved him. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she just had me fooled. I'm the more gullible of the two of us, so that would make sense. I was totally with you on that. Like, at the party scene, I was like, oh, she for sure just wants to get her hooks in him and everything. And, like, when the dad was like, women like her just want, you know, your money. (laughs) (laughs) But then when his dad, like, disowned him and he went to their house and was like, I need a job. And she wasn't like, well, I don't want to marry you. Yeah, that's true. But then she knew she could have been like, well, I'm going to get him to marry me. And then we're going to get back into, into the family. Because even at their wedding, when she was looking at his side and how nobody was there, she was like, shit, we got to fix this. That was sad. It was. And then I loved how she pivoted so many times. How then when he's like on the outs with his family and working in the car a lot, and he was so cute watching those trucks and playing that flag football and that sexy. And getting sprayed phenomenal when him and that guy were spraying yeah. each other that was so cute that was really and cute she's like Marito Gucci you're needed and immediately in accounting that was so cute like <laughs> I loved like, that away they're all like yeah get him <laughs> and you could just tell like that he had such a lightness about him and that he was so genuinely happy there mm-hmm. so then to see him when he was like back in the family business and like that light was just snuffed out again it's like if you really truly loved him then you wouldn't true. do that to true. him true she pivoted so many times with him. He's on the outs with his family. They get married and she's like, they're family. You need to like reconcile. So they reconcile. And then they are realizing that like some of the family members are tanking this. And then she's like, you have to do what's best for the business. Yeah. So cut off the family again. And then when it's, what's his face? The cousin. She's like, he's family. We got to like reconcile with him, but also for the business. Like she's just back and forth. She's only doing whatever works for her in the moment and is beneficial for her in the moment. Which again, kind of have to applaud but also not a good way to like move about life like you can't treat people like chess pieces and he's so easily manipulated too like how does he not realize but it's kind of like i think he wants 
he wants it too. He wants, like, it's not like he's just satisfied with the simple life and, oh, we live in the countryside. Like, mm-hmm. no, he, especially, like, when he becomes the CEO and mm-hmm. he's, like, buying all these frivolous things like a fucking dumbass and runs Gucci into the ground, he yeah. likes the lifestyle too, mm-hmm. you know? It's he not gets like he's like, in. all I wanted was you, Patrizia. I just yeah. wanted you in a humble life. Mm-hmm. Like, no. He wanted it too. Right. He wanted to be this high roller, big and bad. Yeah. They're both like interesting. not necessarily very likable people when you think about it. Like even at the end, like some of the ways that he was like treating Lady Gaga's character. Yeah. Like it that was, was a like hold dumping. Yeah, it was. And when you're looking at that and you're like, oh shit, like that's kind of shady. That's kind of rude. But then it's like, well, Who's really the bad person here? Because one hired a divorce attorney and one hired a hitman. So I think it's pretty obvious who the better person was. But I think it was just interesting that neither of them, like I didn't come away thinking that either of them were like likable people. They kind of got too caught up in the game and mm-hmm. they had too many, like they made one too many maneuvers mm-hmm. and got themselves fucked over. And like, I was so mad at Maurizio when he was too cowardly to like go break up with her himself. I and know. I was like, you're still the same fucking coward that you've always been like you were too scared to ask her on a date like he's still that guy you know mm-hmm. but he's just like playing this high rolling CEO of Gucci mm-hmm. and when he was scared to like enter the room with his oh, uncle and cousin I loved that detail that was so good that was a very good detail yeah I, I appreciated that and then when he like fully steps in and it's like that final like through the yeah. family Mm. yeah so good and then at that dinner those people were so fucking shady the business partners all sitting around and being like you better eat your lunch because we're about to fire this man like in another language right in front of him and they're eating the the family cows. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was good too. Uh, Ridley Scott, I would like to say thank you just for Adam Driver's whole deal in this movie because we got to see some more smiles. We don't get to see a lot of smiles out of this man. He plays a lot of serious roles. So I like seeing him in some of the more lighthearted moments. Mm -hmm. I loved the early stages of their relationship. Like when she pulled him into the bathtub. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like, I I think they did genuinely enjoy each other at least. I think he always loved her. Or like, I think he loved her from the bat. And I think too that he was like looking for love because his father like obviously loved him, but he was lacking like a mother in his life and I don't think that his father was like particularly the warmest man towards him so I think that when Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga's character comes around and she like shows him some affection that that's like really like special to him mm-hmm. and I do think that he loved her I think he fell out of love with her at the end and I think that maybe she didn't love him maybe ever but that she did grow to like very care- much care about him especially when you're talking about like that bathtub moment like yeah, sweet. And when she was him. like, "What happened to my Maurizio?" It's like your Maurizio, like your possession of him, like the yeah. one that you could control. He's gone now, yeah. and that's the one that if you did ever love him, that's the one that she loved. And like when she wrote her number on his little windshield, like that was so cute too. That was cute, and you know what I was kind of hoping for was that he was gonna like look at it, like jot it down or so, or look like he memorized it and then like wipe it off with his little pocket square because he just seems so like uptight a little mm. bit that for her to like wipe lipstick on his little Vespa, mm. I thought that he might not like that. Jared Leto, or as my notes auto-corrected it, Jared Lego. Um, how did you feel about his performance? Okay, so <laughs> his character. here's the other thing. My secondary standout star was Paolo. <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking funny to me. He was. 
I don't know. I really enjoyed that character. I think without Paolo and um, Uncle, what's his name? Al Pacino's character. Yeah, I forget his The name. film would have been seriously lacking some heart and some like comedic breaks. Mm-hmm. And they really do round out the family and the picture of this family as just being this ridiculous group of people. And Gucci as a brand is so frivolous and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Paolo and his dad kind of embody that. So I yeah. really enjoyed Jared Leto, his character. I didn't know you were going crazy, father. I, I loved that phone call <laughs> when he is like on the couch and he's <laughs> got the papers. Oh my god! At first, I was so turned off. I was like, "What is happening right now?" Because he felt so out of place on screen and like in the story. And I was like, "This is just like it's too much for this movie." And then like the second scene rolled around, and I was like digesting it a little easier. And then like the third scene, I was kind of like, "Okay, I'm kind of like softening towards him." And then by the end, I was like, "I love this character." And then I was so sad to see that he died in poverty in real life. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> Paolo was not meant for that. <laughs> and like when he had all of his ideas and he's talking about how he's a genius presenting them to Maurizio's dad. And he's like, no that was a vision. And then he's like, literally don't show these to anyone. <laughs> because like, oh. rotted. <laughs> they were rotted. Pastels and browns. It's, it's a no for And then me. when he pees on the scarf. That. I'm like, that, just, that one little moment did so much, though, for, for his character. Because I'm like, he is the ultimate, like, petty mm-hmm. family member. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm the petty family member. And I saw that, and I was like, I love that. You did that. And, like, we knew in that moment, too, oh, this guy is so vulnerable to Lady Gaga's tactics. Yeah. Like, he is, as soon as she needs him to do something, he will do it. Because yeah. he, like, all he needs is for her to be like... You're a These, vision. Yeah. I see what you're trying to do. These men made it so easy for her to come in. For real. Because Maurizio was one who he, like, didn't really want anything to do with the business, but he, like, felt that sense of obligation. Mm-hmm. So when she planted the littlest nugget of guilt in his mind of being like, it's your family, it's your family, you need to, like, do something about this, he's like, okay, fine. And then you got Paolo. All you have to do is say, like, I think you're a genius and everyone around you is stupid for not seeing it, and mm-hmm. he's in the palm of your hand. Then you have the uncles, or Maurizio's dad, and then his brother and a little bit tougher cookies to crack a little bit tougher cookies to crack but also like she immediately she with the father she kind of struck out so you know she went to the uncle mm-hmm. and then she became like his favorite little niece and she was like yeah. oh my god she's admiring his product she's like i can't believe what you've done for this company whatever like gets in his good graces and i think he was he like i think he, he was did. checking her out yeah he was i don't what scene it was it after their birthday party when she's in the white dress with the belt and then oh, they're, she's the sitting Gucci on the store? couch. No, they're sitting around and Paolo and his wife are there and it's Maurizio and Patricia oh. and the uncle. And they're like all sitting in this little family room and Lady Gaga is like sitting on this couch, but she's wearing like a white dress and a belt. Okay. Stunning. She looked incredible. Yeah. Um, just the wardrobe in this was insane. There was a moment too when she was just in her underwear and they were arguing and I was like, girl, you got that body. She does. Good for you. And in the sex scene, too, when her, like, dress came up a little bit, I was like, that ass. Yeah. Killing it. That was a great workout routine. Let me know. It's called fame. (laughs) 
<laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, those men made it very easy to be turned mm. against each other. Yeah. And she knew exactly the right buttons to push with, with each one of them. Like, she's a very smart woman. An evil woman, but a smart woman. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, Alessandra, like, we're gonna name her Alessandra to, like, get the dad to kind of reconcile with the son. And then he leaves everything to them, but then he forgets to sign it, and then we had that little nugget at the beginning yeah. where she's forging her dad's signature, so yeah. she knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. Also, I loved when then the police showed up and he and Adam Driver like went away on his little Vespa. How he was just like, I'm not even calling my wife. He's like, I'm just dipping. And I was like, yeah, honestly. Yeah. There's really no other way to do it like back then. Right. Because like they didn't have cell phones. But that's like kind of fucked up too because she's the one pulling all the strings behind the scenes but she's like not being implicated at all yeah. by these investigators yeah and so she's safe so it's just kind of like that's fucked up yeah kind of a deviation but i liked how she was right about the guy from the longest ride the the assistant guy that Maurizio sent to yeah break up with her mm-hmm. and yeah. he was like she was right about you i was like i needed that as a viewer because i needed you to know that you were fucked and wrong yeah fine with you not loving being in love with her anymore but i need you to know that you were wrong and that was a satisfying moment for me yeah and then when he like threw the plate down i was like you destroyed the family and yeah. now no one named gucci is a part of gucci I know. Because you don't know how to do business. Yeah. And she was trying to get there for the both of you. And then you were like, no, just me. And he was never really, like, business-minded anyways. No. And, like, he never wanted to be. So then when he got in this position, then I think he loved the lifestyle so much that then he was like, well, the business comes with it and I have to maintain that. Right. But he didn't actually know what he was doing. No. And when he pulls up with that car and he's like, don't ask. It's like, yeah, because you don't even know what the fuck you're doing, dumbass. Like, you don't even know where that money came from. Yeah. I also love that his girlfriend looks so much like his wife in real life. (laughs) Did you, like, look at your... Did you, like, look at your wife and then be like, find someone who just, like, looks like her <laughs> mm-hmm. uh i liked her i liked was her name paula was it paula i don't paola? know but oh no because i doubt it was paolo and paula or was it like bianca or something because i loved when lady guy <laughs> hugged her get and was like out get out <laughs> please escort her out of my house i mean i can't say if i was in her position i wouldn't do the same i mean i probably wouldn't hug her but i think i would be like okay so like this is mine again <laughs> that's wild I did like that it spanned a lot of time so we could watch Adam Driver like fall in and out of love with mm-hmm. her and like we saw that progression of their relationship like I do think if we wouldn't have had it from the very beginning we wouldn't have gotten a good sense of like who Patricio really is and we also wouldn't have understood like why he was with her in the first place yeah he goes through like the most change mm-hmm. whereas everybody else kind of stays the same like he genuinely doesn't care about money or this mm-hmm. lifestyle but then he gets a little taste of it like how he's talking about the cake at the beginning he's like you get a little taste and then you want a little bit it's like that's what happens to him right under our noses and we think that he's like i i don't i'll have to watch the film again and kind of like pick out the moment where he kind of turns Mm -hmm. and is like fully in the game Mm-hmm. for himself and not just doing what Patricia tells him to do. Yeah, once he was in, there was no going back. Right. I also liked that his hair symbolized, like, where he was at in his life, how it was, like, longer in the beginning, and it's, like, long right up until he's, like, kind of sucked into that lifestyle and, like, fall into business mode, and then it's shorter for a while, and then right at the end there, like, when he's having that meeting and he's, like, really tanking, that then his hair gets a little longer, and then at the very end scene when he's, like, completely out, that then his hair is, like, back to its original state. I don't know if that was on purpose or if that was just, like, the evolution Mm -hmm. of his hair, like, the real guy's hair in real life, 
Um, but I did like that we started and ended, not even just like in the opening or in that assassination sequence, mm-hmm. but like the very beginning of their relationship that it like started and ended at the same point when he's like out of the business. Yes. Did you know much about the story before the movie? No, I didn't. I knew that like him and Versace were both assassinated, but that's literally all I knew. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's been a lot of like the story has always been around but I did think that it was interesting because I didn't know a lot about like the family aspect of Gucci and like the family business and I think that that was what was surprising to me was it was a lot more focused on like the uncle and the dad and like the cousin than I maybe originally thought like I really thought it was going to be more of just like Maurizio's involvement in Mm. Gucci like him and Lady Gaga and not really going like too in depth to like other people within the business yeah so that was definitely interesting and like I felt like I learned more information about the case like watching it. Do you think that they were always going to kind of like eat their own tail in a sense like Gucci being a family business and how they all kind of were selfish in a way and wanted a piece of the pie the majority of the pie do you think without Patricia that would have still been inevitable and happened anyways or do you think that because she kind of like dismantled the family yeah I still think it would have because Maurizio probably would have never gone back to being involved with them he probably would have just been a lawyer and then his dad would have died and either he would have gotten his shares and I think he maybe would have like sold them and then it would have been up to the uncle and Paolo and you know the uncle was like close to dying and also the fact that he like he wanted to take Gucci in like a different direction than yeah, and, like put it in malls yeah so like who knows what that would have looked like and then how he was like okay with the knockoffs yeah. like so he might have tanked it on his own and then you know Paolo was not gonna be doing well with the business so I think no matter what like it probably would have tanked and actually maybe like the way it played out was for best that Maurizio did get outside investors in the business who were then able to buy it out because otherwise I don't think the uncle would have ever done that like he would have never accepted help like he would have rather have seen it like drive into the ground than have outsiders come in I think family businesses are kind of toxic (laughs) if you don't want to be a part of it then you're kind of like turning a shoulder cold shoulder to the family but Mm -hmm. then when you are a part of it then you're like doing business with your family and that can get messy and people's Mm -hmm. feelings can get hurt and then you're still supposed to be family getting together on the holidays babe it's complicated. I, I don't know if that's going to work. Mm-hmm. I really loved that scene when Lady Gaga found the housekeeper's knockoff purse. Yeah. And she was like, what is this? And then went down to the streets and like found that they were selling that. Because like every like brand like that is ripped off now. Right. Yeah. Like there are tons of knockoffs. And I do kind of agree with the uncle's point of like, well, you got to make it somewhat accessible so that the brand is like attainable to a degree. But you mm-hmm. like, there was also a moment when they were like, you'll never, you dream of being rich enough to like own this bag. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. You, you never will be like, yeah. maybe you'll be wealthy enough to own a knockoff version of it. Well, because when you think about it, those like high, high end luxury brands that no one can actually afford, like they don't have any public interest in them except when you see a celebrity wearing it on the red carpet or something. Right. But like a Gucci or a Coach or Versace, like when you see people being able to attain a piece of that or even like Dior, you know, you got to let the people have something and the masses will flock and they will spend their money, but you got to make it like a little accessible to them. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I did get both of their point of views in that moment because I got Lady Gaga being like, we don't want to cheapen the brand, Mm -hmm. but I got the uncle's point of view of, I should have 
remembered his name because <laughs> it's just the uncle. It was like Adino or something. I could look it up. But it's like you got to be able to balance that. Why does it just say Al Pacino? Okay, I tried. <laughs> Aldo. Uncle Aldo. Aldo. I got both of their points of view. What was your favorite look? <sighs> well, that one of Lady Gaga on the white dress. Mm-hmm. I loved that. But like Adam Driver, oh, I did kind of love the white snowsuit. I was going to say, I loved everybody's ski looks. And I loved yeah. when um, Patricia came out in the all red while everybody else was white. Yes. It was a very good foreshadowing of like, this one's out for blood. Yeah. And the hat, the like fur round hat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I did also really like her funeral look uh, for mm. for his dad's funeral. And then there was one uh, Adam Driver look, and I forget kind of when it was, but it was like very like 70s look with the pants, the loose fit pants, and then his little glasses and... It was like a, a just a oh, Frank. I forget when what part he had short hair during it, but that was a horrible description. But <laughs> I loved that look. I also loved him in the mechanics jumpsuit mm-hmm. too. <laughs> like that looked hot on him too. Did the sex scene live up to your expectations? I know you were highly anticipating. That. Yeah, because everyone was talking about it, mm-hmm. and it was great. It, it was. was. It was great. They really did go for it. They did. So good for them. Yeah. Also, the music was another standout yeah. thing for me. Yeah. There were some really good bops. Yeah. And just perfectly timed with the story. Mm-hmm. They fit so well. Heart of Glass was great. Mm-hmm. We got Sweet Dreams at the club. That was fun. Yes. I loved the club scene. I really liked when she was just dancing and he was standing there being awkward. Yes. Overall, did you like the movie? Overall, I did. I think the acting was the redeeming factor. Not that it needed to be redeemed, but without this cast and the performances that were delivered, I would not have as a high regard for this film as I do. I think the performances were spectacular. Mm-hmm. I think perfectly cast. Perfectly cast. And also the editing, I think, was really good for it being such a long film. It felt fast-paced. Mm-hmm. Because of the editing style and that also like made it comedic. I think the editing for like Paolo's character was funny because it like he would say something and then it would cut to like <laughs> like shit on what he literally just said. Yeah. And I love how an editing style can like develop a character. And so the editing just really stood out to me in this and I I saw that a woman edited it, so I think that's pretty dope. Mm. Ridley Scott, quit making this these long-ass fucking movies. The Last Duel, long as fuck. This one, long as fuck. We don't need. Mm-mm. He really, he was given, honestly, Ridley Scott, you have helped make my 2021 great. Because you really gave me so many great Adam Driver looks. Even mm-hmm. though Adam Driver in The Last Duel, his character is absolute scum. Mm-hmm. He did look fine in that movie. Mm-hmm. And he looked fine in this one. Yeah. So thank you for that. There's probably mm-hmm. going to be so much Adam Driver synth content on TikTok from this film. I was thinking that. Thank you. While I was watching it, I was like, oh, there's going to be <sighs> so many like, cute little Adam Driver edits. Because he's just cute. I love him. My mom said that he looked creepy and I was like, thanks. 
for ruining my day. Aww. Yeah, I would say overall, I loved this movie. I think it definitely did live up to the expectations that I had for it because it was very high. However, it's just, I can't with the long movies. I just can't right now. Like I said earlier, they're just, they have me teetering mm -hmm. and I can't take another long one. So I will say that that did kind of like dampen it, but it was fast paced. Like I wasn't bored. Yeah. I was just like, when the fuck is this supposed to wrap up? Cause it yeah. just felt like I was in the movie theater. Like I went in the morning and I felt like it was going to be dark when I left it. Yeah. Like it just, yeah, I can't with the long movies. Um, but I did love it. And I do think Adam, Dr I think all of the roles were well performed, but I do really think that Adam Driver and Lady Gaga really had a great connection and a great vibe in this movie. I would love to see them do something else together in the yeah. future. I think they do have a really good chemistry. And Lady Gaga is just really living the life that I want to live because she got to act with Bradley Cooper, True. who you know has been like my childhood ride or die. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and then she got to be with Adam, which wow. is like she she's really living the life. So, and I just love how they're so like opposites. Like her and Bradley Cooper, like they're opposites, but yet you also could like see how they could work together. Where like Adam Driver is just so off the charts from where like Lady Gaga is in terms yes. of like everything, but That's yet they true. so work, especially in roles like this too, because she's so outgoing and like he isn't at first, and then she like. Mm -hmm manipulates him into becoming the man that he becomes and it was interesting seeing him in like a bit more of a submissive role because mm. he's really never in that more on like the defense i guess against another character not mm. even like that they were constantly fighting but just that his character is normally like much more of like a dominating presence and even though he was it was like a very quiet dominates yeah i guess you know what now that i'm thinking back i think the moment that was kind of like a turning point for his character was when he was like borderline abusive and like slammed her neck up against the wall i, I thought of you in that moment i was like she, she probably was titillated by that. but <laughs> I, I was i was that might be the moment yeah i was like oh shit I'd like to see that scene made into an Adam driver's head i mean obviously we know kind of toxic but that might have been the turning point yeah. Or in when he gave there. her the gift card for Christmas. <laughs> to, like, uh, basically, uh, like, like Boston their store. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I literally don't shop here. It's like, there's a first time. I, I thought was it like... was going to be a Gucci gift card. Or, like, a Gucci coupon. Yeah, I thought so, too. That would have been a Was it, like, Bloomingdale's yeah. or something? So shady. That was sad, too, uh, when he was just kind of, like, falling out of love with her at Christmas. And, mm -hmm. like... Him and Alessandro were playing that game when that it was, was like, cute. green, red, green, red. I was like, yeah. okay, we get it. Gucci, green, red, green, red. <laughs> I did not get it. <laughs> but yeah, and she like got him this gift and he was like, thanks. Here's a gift card. Yeah. Botched. <gasps> botched. Today one of my coworkers was like, God has a plan for us. And I was like, his plan is botched. <laughs> he he like tried to erase all the plans but it was the eraser that's tough as shit and it doesn't like move anything so it just rips the paper <laughs> that's what i think happened with us <laughs> so fucking true uh, yikes <laughs> so trash <laughs> on america's next top model there's this one girl where she's like i'm a devout 
I don't remember how she brands her. She's the one who was just talking when we turned it off, and she's like, she's a pile of shit. Um, she's like, I'm an atheist, and there are these two girls in the house, and they're both, like, very big Christians, which is, like, great, cool for you. And they're reading their Bibles, and then Robin reads this one line, and it's like, thou who does not believe in God is a fool. So she's like, Miss Elise, come over here for a moment. And she shows Elise that line, and Elise is like, well, that's fucking rude. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Me neither. So we will talk to you girlies next week. What do we? Um, HSM Christmas. Oh, that's the oh. Chad, Michael Murray, and um, Taylor McKessie, Monique Coleman. Chad, Monique. Michael Murray. <laughs> Chad and Taylor reunite in Corbin Blue and Moni Coleman. We're doing a Christmas movie, so we'll be covering that probably next time. Yeah, what even is that movie called? Like a dance reunion or something. Corbin Blue. A Christmas dance reunion. How can we watch this? Cute. Happy holidays. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving and we hope you stay safe and avoid the Omicron variant. Okay. <laughs> I'm literally going to fucking die. Lilas. <laughs> Lilas. Oh my god, I literally forgot that, that existed for like three I'm hours. I'm sorry. The Lilas life is a life for me.